No one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. What the so basically America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. Pepper for Your Steak is an adult podcast for those age 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that's the age your frontal cortex is finally fully formed. Whatever that means. Supposedly this is the age that your brain is finished cooking. I'm not recommending anything in here. I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is not any medical information. This is all a work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment. Enjoy. I met you when I had a dream Not so long ago it seems And we closed down a million bars Yeah, you and me, we come so far You showed me how to write a song We wrote some right, we wrote some wrong I was down and out, you let me in And times you were my only friend so long Nashville, Tennessee You can't have what's left of me And as far as I can tell It's high time I wish you well You built me up, you set me free You tore down my memories So you be you and I'll be me So long Nashville, Tennessee You won't miss me when I'm gone You're custom made for moving on And time to time I'll pass you by A face that I don't recognize and who knows maybe it's from now You'll be the one I think about But I just can't imagine that Cause I'm not one for looking back So long Nashville, Tennessee You can't have what's left of me And as far as I can tell It's our time I wish you well You built me up, you set me free You tore down my memories So you be you and I'll be me So long Nashville, Tennessee
Matthews Pepper for your steak. 4th of July, 2022. Got a couple ideas I want to turn over here, and then we're going to have one quote, and then I have some electronic music for you that I mixed today real quick before I went and trained to it. Um, The music here comes from Chris Stapleton. This is Nashville, Tennessee, and it's off of his 2020 album, Starting Over. Now, as usual, this this album came to me in a serendipitous slash synchronous way. And because I find myself in a new station where I'm starting over, um, you know, my heart latched onto it. Go find it and buy it. And actually, because of COVID, he is just now touring this album. So if you listen to this when it's released, you can still catch Chris, and you should. I think he's one of the best songwriters in America right now. Certainly the best singer-songwriter. There's a lot, but he has honed his craft. He caught my attention with Tennessee Whiskey. A A lot of people know Chris Stapleton from Tennessee Whiskey. Obviously another great song. He's into metaphors. This song, you know, if you listen to the lyrics, he's breaking up with Nashville. He's breaking up with the country music industry. And he's saying, you know, uh, I came to you and you, you took me in for a while, but now it's time for us to part. And he, you know, he does it in the metaphor of a relationship with another person, with a woman. And man... It's incredible to watch his growth. And if, you know, again, if you listen closely to that song, he's bummed out. He's sad. He has a broken heart because we give ourselves over to these artistic endeavors or these romances. And I was thinking a lot about this today in the sauna. And I realized what's happening to America is that, again, we as a country, we as a country people, are experiencing a broken heart. Our government has broken our heart again. And it's the 4th of July, and I started thinking about what that means. And I started thinking about the difference between patriotism and nationalism. Patriotism is a reverence for the country. Now, I have an unending patriotism because my family actually founded this country. My great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was the second mayor of Jamestown, Captain James West. Jamestown being the first American colony, the first successful one. There were previous colonies that didn't make it. But my grandfather took me on an epic tour of Washington and Virginia and essentially all the areas where our country was created and taught me about this stuff, and I stood over James West's grave in Jamestown, and he told me, look, that's your ancestor. He he created, you know, he he was one of the people who helped found this country. And so I, I am unendingly patriotic. But I'm not a nationalist, because nationalism has to do with the government. It has to do with bureaucracy and imaginary lines. And our country has nothing to do with those things. See, the government is an instrument, just like a hammer. And a hammer can be used to build a house, and it can also be used to murder people. 
And originally, our government was used to create the fabric of a society that was trying to be more free, that was trying to be more sustainable, that was trying to be more independent, and was trying to foster the spirit of the individual man, whether it was black or white or male or female. And of course, in the beginning, they made a lot of mistakes. You know, they had slaves. You know, women's suffrage didn't exist yet. You know, they couldn't vote. We, we've, 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 we've jumped all those hurdles. And technically speaking, and from the heart of most true Americans, all people in this country are equal. But not to the government. And that's a real problem. And we are experiencing a great reset, to, coin, to, to steal a coined phrase, from Klaus Schwab. And if, if people like that are allowed to dictate what the Great Reset means, then we'll end up in another fucking Nazi Germany. And believe me, it's close. It's closer than it's ever been. With mandated vaccines and forced fucking quarantines and don't leave your house, stay inside, two weeks, bull, bull, bullshit, bullshit. We all know that now. We watched it happen, and so many retards fell for it. Forgive me for using that word. You know, I'm 44, so removing stuff like that from your vernacular is hard. I, I just mean people who aren't paying attention, and I mean no disparagement on anyone. But We are experiencing a time where nationalism is, is fighting with patriotism. I've heard about a lot of people who refuse to celebrate the 4th of July because they're, they're upset at the state of our union. And they forget that the 4th of July is our independence from another tyrant. England. And yet, somehow, we became a tyrant ourselves as a country. We have bases in all these other countries. We topple governments through regime change. We have been infiltrated by communists all the way up to our presidency. We're giving... You know, the president gave $40 billion. Oh, the president didn't do shit except fall off a bicycle. But the deep state facilitated the giving away, supposedly, of $40 billion to this Ukraine nonsense. And, and kids in school here don't even have healthy lunches. Most Americans I know are saying, what the fuck is going on? And a lot of them are losing their patriotism. And that is exactly what these maneuvers are designed to do. They're designed to kill patriots. Not literally, but in their hearts and minds. And that's a trick that we can't fall for. We are supposed to remain patriotic. Loyalty to the country always. Loyalty to the government only when it deserves it. Does it deserve it now? Why don't you go check Nancy Pelosi's bank account? According to the math, the greatest investor of all time. And history will write her down as the greatest insider, insider trader. 
of all time, or should I say, insider traitor. There's a lot of traitors in government now. T-R-A-I-T-O-R. Traitors. And these people, we, we used to, as a country, we used to punish traitors. And instead, now we reward them. With longer terms, with bigger bank accounts. Now, I am not inciting anything here. I'm not into violence. But... If we continue to march forward with our heads down and say, Yes, I will put on the mask for someone else who I don't even know, who probably doesn't take care of themselves in the first place. Most people don't want or cannot handle the burden of freedom. But for those of us who cherish it, this is a heartbreaking time. And so I can identify with Chris Stapleton and all the other Americans who are heartbroken right now. And I can identify on multiple levels as a person who is suffering the abuse of the courts. the abuse of bad morality, suffering the abuse of egotism of others. Now, I am not a victim. I will remain my son's hero always. But it doesn't mean I'm not heartbroken. I am absolutely heartbroken. But in order for all of us to maintain our dignity, we have to remember that there's a difference between patriotism and nationalism. There's a difference between saying fuck it and letting our country burn or saying no. And the modern version of rising up isn't taking up arms anymore. This is now a psychological battlefield, and it has been for a long time. I'm only going to play one quote after we do the intro music, and then I'll play the electronic music, a little, a little set that I mixed for this. And the one quote comes from Joe Rogan, and it's actually a quote from a video they were watching, Joe Rogan and Brian uh, Simpson, on a recent episode. And they were watching a quote from a KGB defector talking about how communism is subverting the United States. And when you listen to this, you realize that not only is it absolutely accurate, but we are in the end, end game right here. These, this is the end game. This is it, folks. So on the 4th of July, with a broken heart as a country... Because our leaders are traitors and are selling us out to foreign powers for money. It would be quite easy to take the mentality of the victim and just say, wow, we're screwed. And just give up. What can we do? Well, the first thing we can do is talk about it. 
talking about it's the most important thing we're going to do. We're going to have to keep talking about it, even when talking about it becomes illegal. Because in a way, it already has. Think about all the censorship that's happened in the last two years. Shadow banning people, canceling people, deleting accounts. The red menace is here, folks. And it's not just communism. It's actually a more gray, hard-to-define menace. It's just the menace of tyranny over others, telling others what they can think, what they can do, what they can say, whether or not they can leave their house and go to work, whether or not they're biologically sovereign. And I, for my son's sake, and for my own, I say no. On this 4th of July, one of the things I want to remind people is a perverted quote that you'll hear sometimes. And the perversion of this quote is really important because it completely changes the meaning. Between the young and beautiful suffering and the old and evil suffering. And the quote is, The tree of liberty must from time to time be watered by the blood of tyrants. The blood of tyrants. And that quote has been perverted. I've heard people misquote it and say, The tree of liberty must from time to time be watered by the blood of patriots. That is not the quote. We do not water our future with the blood of the good, metaphorically speaking. Now in the distance I can hear explosions, fireworks perhaps, gunshots, celebrations. Hopefully there will be no violence. But a violence is it's it's an unfortunate part of this incarnation. Just get just ask any bear waking up from his winter slumber. Mother Nature has created a very cruel system, and we are part of it, locked in. But because we have free will, we do have the opportunity to decide. Not only what that means, but what we do. And all I'm asking you to do is pay attention. Pay attention to the difference between patriotism and nationalism. Pay attention to the difference between tyranny and freedom. I love our country. I'm proud to live here. It is the last free stronghold in the world, partially because our government has destroyed all the other free strongholds. Be that as it may, the citizenry did not do that. Elites did that. And if you haven't noticed that absolute power corrupts absolutely, well, I'll be the first to tell you when people of any class are left unchecked, 
and to their own devices, things naturally get chaotic. So take responsibility over yourself. And if you see something, don't say something. Do something. What does that mean, Maverick? It means do something positive. Contribute in a positive way. Open a door for somebody. Walk somebody across the street, metaphorically. Give somebody a dollar. More importantly, open your heart for them. Give somebody some love who needs it. Someone who's alone. Someone who maybe is a little bit goofy and too awkward for you to hang out with generally and you have a hard time just being around them. Maybe, maybe put up with them for an extra five minutes. Because if, if we could find a way to truly love one another, our grasp on patriotism would begin to increase. And that's our biggest problem. We have to bring back our moral code as patriots, not as a civic duty, but as a humanitarian cause. So you should reject any group of people that says, me, 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 us, us, us. And you should embrace instead everyone at once. So go fuck yourself with your trans agenda, with your feminism, with your lives matter, with all this nonsense that is all designed to create others. And instead learn again to embrace the all. All of us. We're all in this together. Skinny, fat, tall, short, black, yellow, gray, white. And it's important to realize that no matter who you are, there are ideals of beauty, of gender, of grace that must be recognized as real and they have to be striven for. We have to strive for these things. Heroes are real and we must all try to become them in our own way. Not make excuses for our shortcomings and deify garbage. Another strange opening monologue. But I could promise you no less. <sighs> okay, let's do the opening music and then we'll do the quote. Something to think about. Politically. And then we'll go listen to some electronic music and train and shoot guns and blow up Tannerite. 365 days a year, not just on the 4th of July. Because everyone has to learn where food comes from again, where water comes from again, where babies come from again, and most importantly, where love comes from again. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful.
This has been the strangest fucking journey. But I'm still here. I'm still kicking for now. And I am so grateful to be able to present this to you. Here's to your independence as a human, to your sovereignty. May no one tell you to mask up, to get vaxxed, to stay inside, to bow down, to cower, to be afraid. Here's to the dignity within the individual human spirit that said no. I will not be told. To the spirit that says, I am. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. We thought we had something different here, you see. We live in both a very fragile and precious experiment in democracy. And we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. Reptilian agenda. Okay, well, let's talk about the reptiles. So you're saying the reptilians are luring humans to, like, Hawaii, to, vaca- to vacation spots? No, this is a white to live this life, you can't live the life everyone else lives. You're not going to be partying on the weekends. You're going to be performing on the weekends. You're not going to be watching the big uh, game on a Thursday night because you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong. You don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. We're going to do this quick quote. And then, you know what, I I decided to include a song here that I played on the guitar. Now, a lot of that's cringe-worthy, you know, I I cringe at my own music sometimes, but a few years ago, Jesus, it may have been a decade now, I wrote a piece of music with my friend Nick Fragle. Nick Fragil. I don't know how to say his last name properly, but... This episode is dedicated to Nick and my friend Slade and all the other people who inspire me and continue to pick me up when I fall down. I have a lot of supporters, and for them, I am eternally grateful. No man is an island, truly. I am surrounded by beautiful people. And as I watch them get picked off by life, by cancer, by heart disease... You know, I'm not a kid anymore. I really realized that last night I went out drinking with Slade and I wasn't doing much drinking. I was just hanging out, but I, it was the first time I felt old. I felt old. I realized I wasn't a kid anymore and I didn't really feel like I belonged there, to be honest with you. And it's the 4th of July, and everybody's, you know, everyone has this kind of reverie. Here I am, wondering where my son is, wondering why I'm not with him. Trying not to be a victim. Trying to be sovereign. 
and yet somehow beholden to a system which is brutalizing me. And yet, I am not ashamed to admit it. I am not ashamed to record it here. Because this is the struggle of the human condition. And the 4th of July is a real symbol of that struggle. So we're going to do this quote from Joe Rogan. And then we're going to... And it's actually not from Joe Rogan. It's from a KGB agent telling people what's happening to America. And this was in the 80s, folks. This was in the 1980s. So shout out to my friends. Thank you for supporting me in the battles that are to come. And the battles that have passed. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for my own independence. Jour de mes vieux. Love of my life. I'm here to grasp the cup and be grateful. All right, that's enough talking. Here's the quote, and then I'm going to insert this, um, this song that I wrote with Nick. It's about the 5th of July. You know, when I wrote this song, I ad-libbed it from scratch. I think I've released it on this podcast previously. It tells a little story, and it's not about me. I, I just kind of channeled it. I don't know what it's about, but it's about freedom. It's about a man willing to sacrifice his life for freedom in his own little way, his own little corner. It's not me. It's, it's someone I never knew. I've actually never been to the Caribbean, aside from Key Cocker in Belize. But it's about being on a sailboat in the Caribbean, so, <clears throat> and reflecting on your life. So listen to the lyrics of that song. They came to me from somewhere. I don't know where, but I am grateful for them, and I am proud of the song. And then there's a little 20-minute electronic music mix to get you primed. I know I promised you a a mix here. This is a short one. The next episode will be a legit electronic music mix. I am going to begin touring soon. First here in Sandpoint. I'm going to have my showcase show, my first one. And then we're going to hit the road. So go to maverickmatthews.com to see tour dates soon. Those should be up by August in a few weeks. And most of all, I just want to say thank you for supporting me. Thank you for indulging this journey. Not even I know what it is, but I am simply here to honor it. So <clears throat> I look forward to seeing everyone on the road in America, in Europe, everywhere that I'm being supported. Latvia, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm coming to get my castle. <laughs> Or at least to dance on the parapets. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. They have always had a long-term propaganda strategy for the United States. And it was outlined, it was outlined in this conversation from like 1984 by this guy, Yuri, how do I say his name? Is Beminov? Do you remember that guy? He was a, a, a guy who used to work for the Soviet Union. See if you can find it. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. I think I'm fucking that up. 
but it he he basically was outlawing uh, outlining rather their strategy for getting us to uh, to to no longer trust our democracy. Find his name. Besmanov. I knew I fucked it up. Um, but this guy outlined. See, let's play it because it's kind of crazy. I know we've played this before, but it's it's really interesting. It's an hour and a half long. I don't know where oh. the exact part would be. This is the full interview. Oh, right see, uh, get a highlight. How. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's minutes. it. Thank you. That's it. That's perfect. Damn, he defected. Uh, they yeah. killed his ass, right? I don't know. Ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When so uh, he used to work for Soviets the KGB. Used this the phrase ideological subversion. What do they mean by it? ideological subversion? Is is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There's no mystery. There's nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of, of thrillers. But in reality... The main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, активные мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded 
and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes, uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously they will join the links of dissenters, dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be the greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled, because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes, his, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. What the so basically America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. 
and after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins, never mind. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. The United States is in the state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system. However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay, so what do we do? What is your recommendation to the American people? Well, uh, the, the, uh, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including freedoms... To, to homosexuals, to prison inmate, all this freedom will vanish, evaporating in five seconds, including your precious lives. Um, the second thing, I, the moment at least part of the United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. Because there is no other problem more burning and, and urgent than to stop the Soviet military-industrial complex from destroying what is whatever is left of the free world. And it is very easy to do. No credits, 
no technology, no money, no political or diplomatic recognition, and of course no such idiocy as grain deals to USSR. The Soviet people, 270 millions of, of Soviets, will be eternally thankful to you if you stop aiding a bunch of murderers who sit now in Kremlin and whom President Reagan respectfully calls government. They do not govern anything, least of all such complexity as the Soviet economy. So basic, two, two very simple, maybe two simplistic answers or solutions, but never, nevertheless, they are the only solutions. Educate yourself. Understand what's going on around you. You are not living at the time of peace. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. Uh... <clears throat> precious little time. This was 40 years ago. The game has progressed significantly. Look at how much money we just gave the Ukraine. And yet, there are millions of homeless people in our country. School lunches are garbage. Education is garbage. Wake up, America. For me and my contribution, all I can do is record it. This is my reach. This is my platform. The descendant of the West who founded this country. Jour de Mavier. This is the time of our lives, people. Are you going to just go to Walmart again and buy Chinese bullshit? Or are you going to plant a garden? Talk to your neighbors. Make friends. And say no. I leave you with two pieces of art. First, a song I wrote about a decade ago in Angel Fire, New Mexico. Largely about, about a broken heart. We opened this podcast with a song about a broken heart for America. But once your heart has been broken, you can either die and wither away. Or you can rise up from the ashes as a phoenix to be a hero for those who come after you. And that is my path. And that must be our path as country women and men. The patriots of America. This is so dramatic, but it is no less untrue. All of our systems from the courts to the councils, to the gas pump. Everything has been corrupted. And it must be stripped down and rebuilt. And we know this is the case. So go spend your money on liquor and fireworks. But tomorrow morning, push through the hangover And realize that it's time to put on your own metaphorical armor, your own metaphorical yoke, and take up the burden of our responsibility as a country and say no to tyranny.
It's as simple as pushing back. I love you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. <clears throat> I never thought that this podcast would turn into what it is. I'm so grateful for my followers worldwide and in America. And I'm excited about the future, believe it or not. I believe it. Here's a song, and then immediately following this acoustic music, there will be an electronic music set to train to. And if that's not enough, go find the Drum Code podcast by Adam Bayer. He inspires me deeply with a lot of this electronic music. Go find him and continue to listen and train and become stronger. Because if you deny the preservatives, if you deny the carbohydrates and the sugars that we are pumped full of to dumb us down and turn us into slaves, and if you eat meat, which you are made of, it's an unfortunate reality that the universe is so cruel, but accept it and move forward. Play the chess game, as I am. And let us win. Happy Fourth of July. Maverick Matthews, Pep Before You Steak. Find a change you need inside, but you don't want it to 
there's no reason why you can't stop. Everybody's changing. Everybody's moving. Everybody's rearranging. It's a complicated mess. It's like a truck stop. It's like a desert dress. Sand inside. When you slip your hand down an open zipper, size become commands. She understands how to please her man. For the reasons why looking at the sky instead of looking inside you need a little insight there's no expiration date for the bills you tried to pay your fate with it won't stop it's a complicated rhyme it's not a man or a mistress it's not a money not a dime or bag you smoke it's not a lie and it's not an existential joke it's your You're looking down and you're thinking about the hardest crown. Where is your own fate? Oh, you might be too late. Now you're thinking about it looking at the wall while you're hiding in some dirty bathroom stall and you're wondering why it comes so soon or to bring you your only doom bring you your only doom you are consumed Okay, here it is, as promised, electronic music. Put your shoes on. Put those shoes on a gravel path and get off the asphalt. Get into the mountains to where you were born. The womb of the earth. Maverick Matthews, Peppercory Steak.